Welcome to the Mastering Midlife Podcast, where we talk about all the crazy fun things that happen when you are a midlife mama. I'm your host, Heather London. Let's dig in. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 11. Today, I want to talk about receiving. I was talking with my business bestie the other day, and we had this deeply raw but elegantly delightful conversation about receiving. It came up for us around money, but it shows up in many ways for women in midlife. Women of our generation are programmed to put everyone else ahead of themselves. Be happy with what you have. Definitely don't reach for the stars, you know, just like enough is enough. And in this thinking and this way of being, it leads us to not being able to receive. For me, I didn't want to receive any help at all. It was like, no, you cannot help me. I got this. I can do everything on my own. And I would just push people away. And I would almost be insulted when people would ask me if they could help me. Because in my brain, it meant they are thinking that I can't do this on my own. But in their mind, they're thinking, oh, maybe I can help her because I like to help people. Not, their thoughts were never that I couldn't do it. It's that they wanted to actually help me be successful. So (laughs) I resisted receiving for the longest time. As a matter of fact, I have been working on receiving for the past three years. That's how big this is in my life. I have been so resistant to this because of the fact that it meant in my brain that I was weak. And as soon as I transformed that, it helped me to receive. It totally changed the perspective on my life and how I would allow people in and allow people to help me and all of that fun stuff. And a big one that comes up for, this has a lot to do with the invisible workload too. Now, that's another episode. Go check out that episode because it's amazing. But the invisible workload, that's also how we are unable or not willing to, or just can't understand how we can ask for help. Like it's not possible because we're thinking that we should be able to do everything. And then when we have the thoughts that we should be able to do everything ourselves. We never ask for help. And that's how the invisible workload happens. When it comes to receiving, I want to talk about receiving money and women in midlife because this is a thing. This is a thing. And if we can narrow it down just to money for a second, we can relate that to all other ways of receiving in midlife. Money is an indication of our self-worth. We are only able to receive as much as we feel we're worthy of receiving. What? This is our glass ceiling. No matter how hard we try, no matter what we do, no matter where we go, we will only be able to receive this much because this is what we feel deep down inside in our subconscious that this, this is what we are worthy of receiving. I want to offer a thought around money because I, my money beliefs came from my parents. Now, when my parents grew up, they were middle class and they worked hard for their money. They did. They were smart with their money. They worked hard for their money. They saved their money and then they ended up doing well. 
but they came from families that didn't have a ton of money. Like my uh, mom's family was middle class and my dad's family, I'd say, was maybe a little lower, lower down and money was a little bit more scarce for them. So in my, my parents' parents, there wasn't as much money. And then my parents' parents' parents. So as the further we go back, the more lack and scarcity there is. So you literally didn't have money and you weren't eating. Like that's what that meant. And they were raised with those mentalities. They're passed on generation to generation. And so when my parents raised me, they had those same thoughts of the parents that raised them from lack and scarcity. Now, my, like I said, my parents were very good with money. They worked hard and they were smart with their money. But they still had those thoughts around, you have to work hard for your money. Like that's the old school thought. You have to work hard for your money. My dad was a plumber and he worked all his career as a plumber and he worked very hard. And so you have to work hard for your money is who he is. It's part of how he thinks of himself as a human being. And my mom was very smart with her money. She was, she is a math whiz, like that's her jam. So she earned her money and was very smart with her money and they put their money together, but they were both earning money now, but they both had the similar mindset is you got to be careful with your money. You have to save your money. You have to hold on to your money. And without them actually sitting me down and saying, Heather, it's, you got to work hard to get your money and you have to save your money because you never know. And the way you're successful is, you know, by having lots of money, by saving your money, by being financially independent. And so I grew up with that. They never had said those things to me, but that's what they kind of showed to me with how they did their thing. And they're, they did an amazing job. But for me, that kind of held me back because I have this subconscious thought of, You have to work hard for your money. So when I worked in film and I was a key grip and I worked 14 hour days and I lifted heavy stuff, that philosophy worked great. That philosophy kept me going. That philosophy helped me to be very, very successful in that industry. But when I started my own um, gym for pre and postnatal fitness, starting my own business wasn't work all the hours, work all the hours. It was... I want to really make a difference in people's lives. And I'm a single mom with two two young kids, so working all the time isn't my priority. I want to have a successful business and a good, you know, home balanced life. And so I started with the concept of adding value, making a difference. The more value I add, then the more valuable what I'm what I'm offering is. So I was trying to go from per hour wage, which is limiting. You can only earn a certain amount when you work for somebody else and you earn a per hour wage. And I wanted to do the concept of value. The more value I add, the more money I can make. And I was successful in my business only to a certain amount. I didn't make a ton of money. I just kind of broke even, right? Like I was just paying my bills and all that kind of stuff. And that's not a problem for me because... I don't need to be rich to be happy, but I do want to earn money and not have to worry about money. But I noticed that it was this sneaky subconscious that would only let me get to certain a certain amount of money. I could only make a certain amount of money because of the subconscious thought that this is 
this is the value, like the amount of effort I'm putting in. Yes. And so I wanted to change that. So I've spent many years being able to receive, receive money, receive help, receiving all of it by knowing that it has nothing to do with the value of who I am as a human being. I can receive no matter how much value I think I'm giving, I'm still worthy of receiving. The amount I receive isn't based on the amount I put out. The amount I receive is based on how much I think I'm worthy of receiving. And so instead of doing more, I want to work on my thoughts around receiving. My thoughts about I am worthy. Yes, I am worthy. And so think about it from a money perspective of I have my money tree. This is Heather's money tree. This is my money tree. And guess what? You have your money tree and it's over there and it's in a fence. And you are only allowed to pick from your money tree, but you can pick as much as you want. And I can only pick from my money tree, but I can pick as much as I want. And if I don't pick from my money tree, nobody else is going to pick from it. That money is just going to sit there on that tree. This helps me to see the concept that if I pick all the money off of my tree, I'm not taking from somebody else. Somebody else isn't getting less because I picked all my money because I got so much. That's their tree. And they can decide to pick from the tree or they could decide not to pick from the tree. And I was deciding not to pick from the tree because I had the thought that the more I had, the less other people would have. I'd be taking away from other people. That there was somehow bad if I was helping people and changing their lives that I was receiving money for it. So I couldn't receive, I could only receive a certain amount. So no matter how much I did, no matter how much I showed up, I would only receive this amount because this my subconscious brain had put that cap, that ceiling on me. But now I know I can go and pick all the money from my tree and more will grow and more will grow and I can keep picking from that as long as I see it from a place of abundance. It's just a thing. It's just, we put so much pressure and value self-worth on money and we want to really work on, on demystifying that and totally shaking off that icky, ickiness that I just talked about around money and receiving in general. Because you don't have to think about receiving as a weakness. You could think about it as a superpower. For example, I love to help people. It is my passion, my life purpose. It is why I exist, to help people. I love helping people. So when somebody comes to me and needs help, I don't think, oh my God, they're so weak. No, I think, Wow, what a brave, courageous person for coming and asking for help. I love this person already. That's what I think. And when I help someone, it makes me feel good. So I know if I'm asking someone for help, it's going to make them feel good that they're helping somebody. So it's really important that we can see what is our subconscious thinking about receiving. Where did it come from? Is it even true? Or is that somebody else's perception of it? And when we look at like the example I gave, it's somebody else's like my parents and then their parents and then their parents and then their parents. Like we're passing on these thoughts and beliefs that we're not questioning at all. We're just inherit inheriting them 
without questioning them at all. And I'm here to say question everything. Let's question all of it. Why do I have this thought about money? Why do I put so much value on how much money I make and making that mean how valuable I am in the world based on how much money I make? Where did that come from? Does that serve me? Does that feel good for me? Heck no, not at all. And so when I go about my business, the way I, the way I work my business, the way I run my business, is I have this thought that instead of an hourly wage, like I'm going to work with you for this much and earn this much, my thought around money is I could say, I could talk to somebody for 30 seconds and I could say one sentence and when that person hears that one sentence, it totally rings, resonates with them and opens up something in their brain that they've never even thought possibly before. And it totally and completely changes their life with that one sentence, with 30 seconds, just being with me for 30 seconds. And that's the value that I'm adding. Not a certain amount of hours, not you got to work hard for your money. You got to put in the hours. You got to, so it's a great work ethic, of course, a hundred percent. But my philosophy is the value that I add. So every time I do something like, for example, with this podcast or with my emails or everything I do, I'm trying to add massive value because I believe that somebody can have a breakthrough if they hear one sentence in a way that they've never heard it before said in a way that clicks to a part of their brain that they've never accessed before, opening up, opening up a possibility that's never been um, revealed to them before. And this is how you make a big difference in the world. This is how I go about my day. This is how I run my business, thinking about that person and what value could I add and that would totally, totally give them a transformation that they've never had before so that they can get different results to kind of shake them out of their beliefs that they had before. And so when I'm giving like this, I'm also, what helps me to give like this is knowing that I can also receive this. So when I get coached, I am receiving. I'm open to the receiving. I want to receive. And so how do I get better at receiving is when somebody offers me something and maybe even it's a compliment. Maybe somebody offers me a compliment and says, Heather, I like your glasses. Instead of saying these things, I just got them from Costco and yeah, they're nothing. I would say, thank you. I received that. And I totally am open, I'm vulnerable, I'm here for all of it. And I'm like, thank you, and I receive it. I don't need to justify it, or I don't need to like minimize it. I just receive it, and I soak it all in. Mm. And trust me, it's hard at first. But the more you do it, the better you get. That's the atomic habits. If I every day work a little bit at getting better at receiving and opening up my ceiling for receiving and knowing that I can receive as much as people want to give to me, as much as comes my way, and it doesn't mean anything about if I'm worthy of receiving it or not, then every time I do that, 
I get better and better at it. I'm flexing my muscle. I'm working on my muscle. And every day that I work on that muscle of receiving, my receiving muscle, it gets bigger and stronger. And then before you know it, it's a huge receiving muscle. And I just walk around flexing it all the time. It's so good, so cool. And then I love that part of myself. It's so much fun to receive. So much fun to receive. So start with the small steps. Notice the resistance when it comes up. Oh, you'll feel it in your body and you'll be like, oh yeah, I'm wanting to not receive. And then do the work. Do the work around it. Notice the subconscious thoughts, the old beliefs. Call them out. Feel all the feelings. Feel how icky it feels to receive. And just process it. Don't push it away. Feel it. Allow it. Know that you won't die. It's not a bad thing. You can feel this feeling and process it and come out the other side. And then receive it. It's going to feel uncomfortable at first, but it does get easier over time. And then we can let go of these archaic thoughts that it's weak for us to ask for help and skyrocket your self-worth. And along with it, your ability and willingness to receive. Oh, they go hand in hand. And it's so delicious to see this, to put this together. And because you are here right now, I want to leave you with this that kind of thought here because you are here right now on this amazing planet means that you are worthy just as you are here right now you don't need to be or do or have anything you just need to be you and you are worthy if you weren't worthy you wouldn't be here So just know that you're being here alone. Nothing else means that you are worthy and you can receive. So receive, my friends. Receive, receive, allow it, soak it in. And let's break this glass ceiling of self-worth and receiving. And let's have fun doing it. Let's see how much we can receive. And love every second of it. Because... You are worthy. Thanks for listening, my friends. Always love yourself first and have an amazing day.